Hey everybody, welcome back to MG on the Mic. This week, there were a lot of women's sports action going on. Um, so I am going to be talking about a lot of stuff today. Um, I'm going to be talking about two different sets of NWSL games. There were a set of game. There was a set of games this past weekend, um, and then there were a set of game. There was a set of games midweek, so Wednesday. So I'll be covering both of those set of games. Um, I'll also be covering talking about the second leg of the quarterfinals of the women's champions league. And then I will be touching on some transfers that have happened from the WSL to the NWSL um, in the past couple of days. And then I will touch on the Elite Eight games from March Madness. And yeah, so I hope y'all enjoy listening. So, I'm going to start off with the weekend games of the NWSL. Um, The first game of the weekend was Racing Louisville versus Houston Dash. This was honestly one of the games that I thought was like the epitome of what this preseason tournament kind of is for the NWSL because... This year, yes, it does involve some prize money, but it's also still preseason, so it's just a lot of crazy stuff happening. The Houston Dash ended up winning this game 3-2. Kirsten Davis scored in the 16th minute for Racing Louisville. Jessica McDonald scored in the 40th minute for Racing Louisville. Jessica McDonald's goal was insane like if you ever have the opportunity to google or youtube her goal it was a really insane volley at some point in the first half i can't remember the exact time emily fox came out of the game due to what looked like concussion protocol and this is only emily fox's second year in the league But she's integral to her team, and you could see why in the second half. Because although Racing Louisville went into halftime up 2-0, they obviously ended up losing 3-2. Maria Sanchez scored in the 56th minute. Marissa Vigiano scored in the 58th minute off of a really insane run and assist from Maria Sanchez. Maria Sanchez played really, really good this game. I'm really excited to see her play in Houston. Um, She played in the Mexican Women's Professional League um, before coming to Houston. And she was actually on a loan to Houston for a month during the summer. I'm just really excited to watch her play. She seems like a really fun player to watch. And then Rachel Daly completed the comeback by scoring a penalty in the 65th minute for the Houston Dash. The next game was the Washington Spirit versus Gotham FC. 
This game ended in a 1-1 draw. Christy Mewis converted a penalty in the 23rd minute. And this penalty um, was drawn by Midge Purse. Trinity Rodman took her down in the box. And obviously that was a foul. So ended up getting the penalty and then Christy Mewis converted it. This was also Christy Mewis's first goal for Gotham. And her first appearance in start. Ashley Hatch didn't start the match for Washington, but she subbed in and scored the equalizer in the 61st minute. Ashley Hatch seems like a pretty typical nine. Like There are other players in the league and in international football, soccer, that don't play. Like When I think of a typical nine, I think of how Alex Morgan plays. But Ashley Hatch plays a lot like that, and she was a Golden Boot winner last year, so she's, she can score. Amber Brooks got a red card by way of receiving her second yellow card in the 65th minute. And then after the game, there was this Twitter feud. And essentially what started it was... There was a trade between where Washington sent over one of their players to Gotham. And before the game, for the pregame graphic, Gotham put this player on the graphic. And said, too soon, or something like that. Well, during the game, Ashley Sanchez, a midfielder for Washington Spirit did this really cool, like, break your ankles type of move and made Allie Krieger, a defender for Gotham, fall. And Washington plays on a really bad turf field, and none of the players like it. Nobody likes it. Not really sure why they still play, play there because nobody likes playing there. And anyways... Washington ended up tweeting out a gif of that moment saying too soon, like Gotham did. And Ashlyn Harris, who is Allie Krieger's wife, essentially quote tweeted that and said something. And then Trinity Rodman, a member from the Washington Spirit, replied. And then Ashlyn Harris tweeted back to her again. And then another player from Gotham tweeted, it was a mess. If you go on Twitter, you'll be able to see all of it. And then the next game was the Chicago Red Stars versus the KC Current. The KC Current won this game 2-1. to one. Vanessa DiBernardo scored in the 22nd minute off of this really weird ball that took an insane deflection. It was really strange to watch. The wind was really, really blowing during this game, so I feel like that's why it took such an insane deflection. And then Haley Mace scored in the 58th minute for the KC Current, and then Kristen Hamilton scored in the 86th minute to complete the comeback for the Current. The next game was Angel City versus OL Reign. OL Reign is to me, probably one of the best teams in the league this year. And although Angel City is my team that I'm a fan of, I 
notice that O.L. Reign played, outplayed Angel City this game because they're the, obviously the more experienced team. Anyways, O.L. Reign won 3-1. to Veronica Latsko scored in the 12th minute. Alana Cook scored in the 17th minute off of a really nice header. Angelina scored in the 50th minute. But Tyler Lucy was able to pull one back for Angel City by scoring in the 67th minute. A really interesting thing that I saw on Twitter about this game was that people that were actually there at the game said that at one point in the game, Kristen Press looked over to Laura Harvey, who is O.L. Reign's coach, and kind of just asked her, really, because Kristen Press was literally surrounded by like five defenders, four or five defenders all the time to basically bracket her and block her from moving the ball. The next game was North Carolina Courage versus Orlando Pride. North Carolina won one to zero. Merritt Mathias converted a penalty in the 61st minute. And something that's been really interesting to me about North Carolina is the fact that they've been playing a lot of defenders as forwards and not like defenders converted to forwards, just like defenders that last season played defender for them. And that's just been really strange to me. The next game was San Diego Way versus the Portland Thorns. And the Portland Thorns won this game 1-0, to so they spoiled San Diego's home opener. Um, and then Sophia Smith scored the goal in the fifth minute, so it was a pretty early goal. So those were all the games from this past weekend, the weekend slate of games. And I am honestly really, really excited to keep on watching the Challenge Cup, but not even that, to get into the regular season. So next, I will be talking about the midweek slate of games. So there were five games on Wednesday. Not every team played in the midweek slate of games. San Diego and O.L. Reign did not play, but everybody else did play. So the first of the five midweek games was Orlando Pride versus Gotham FC. And this game honestly looked like it was going to end in a 1-1, in a 0-0 draw. Because just like the way both teams were playing, it didn't look like there was going to be a goal. But... Mitch Purse did score a goal in the 86th minute, and Orlando wasn't able to equalize in the remaining minutes, so Gotham ended up winning. The next game was the Washington Spirit versus North Carolina Courage, and this was a 2-2 draw. Dabinia scored for the Courage in the 5th minute, and Taylor Smith scored for the Courage in the 26th minute. So the Courage went into halftime up 2-0. However, Trinity Rodman scored for Washington in the 58th minute, and Ashley Hatch scored for Washington in the 67th minute to equalize. The Courage actually started more natural forwards in this game. They started Jorian Balkum and... 
she is played for Racing Louisville last year, and she didn't really get to play that much for reasons that nobody really knows. She was like left off the ro- the game day rosters completely, and it was just really bizarre to most of the fans. She so she was a Ford, and then Taylor Smith is actually also a Ford. So they both start were the starting Fords. So they didn't really play any um, defenders, or they didn't start the defender Ford hybrid people. But when they subbed the defenders in for the Fords, is when Washington started to score the goals. So I just thought that was interesting. And the next game was honestly very boring, and it ended in a nil-nil draw, and that was between the Chicago Red Stars and Racing Louisville, and I honestly don't really have much to say about that game. The next game was the Houston Dash versus Casey Current. Casey won 3-0. Taylor Leach scored in the second minute, and this was actually the fastest goal in Challenge Cup history. Kristen Hamilton scored in the 28th minute, and Lola Bonta scored in the 60th minute. Elise Bennett is a rookie from Washington State, and she had her first NWSL start, and she assisted the second and third goals. And I'm really, really excited to... Just see what, how she plays and where she goes. The last game was Angel City versus Portland. Portland won 3-0. Sophia Smith scored in the 31st minute. Yasmin Ryan scored in the 53rd minute. And Morgan Weaver scored in the 78th minute. I think, I don't know what it is, I don't know if it's because of Angel City's investor group or the hype that Angel City has, because Angel City does have a lot of hype, but there seem to be unrealistic expectations set for Angel City, and people get upset when Angel City loses, but I feel like they people need to just remember that Angel City is still an expansion team, and it's still preseason. And this team has only been playing together for since February, so like two months. They've only had two games together, so obviously there's going to be some growing pains. And then they have a ton of injuries with people that would probably probably be starters, like Sarah Gordon's injured, Paige Nielsen's injured, Emma Vignola's injured, Katie Cousins is injured, Simone Charlie. Like the list goes on. So I honestly think that people need to take a deep breath when it comes to Angel City and just give them time to figure things out. So next, I'm going to be talking about a couple of pieces of transfer news. I'm not really sure what the deadline was. I don't know if it was a WSL, which is the England League deadline or if it was an NWSL which is obviously the American League deadline but there were three transfers from the WSL to the NWSL. The first was the defender Rebecca Holloway. She's coming from Birmingham City 
in the WSL, and she is going to Racing Louisville. And Racing Louisville has signed a couple of defenders, but their strategy to defenders has kind of confused me because they drafted two defenders in the college draft pretty high up, and they didn't sign either one of them. So at the beginning of the Challenge Cup, they only had five defenders and Emily Fox is probably going to be away for national team duty. So it was just really bizarre to me. But now they have a defender, another defender in Rebecca Holloway. Ford Valerie Galvin, I'm not pronouncing her name right, I'm quite certain, is coming from Everton in the WSL and going to the North Carolina Courage. A lot of people seem to be really excited about this. I've never really watched her. I've also never really watched Rebecca Holloway. But people seem to be excited, and it'll be interesting to see how she works in North Carolina's system. Then Ford Janine Becky is coming from Manchester City in the WSL and going to the Portland Thorns. The actually fun fact, or interesting fact, I guess, Racing Louisville actually held Janine Becky's rights, so it was actually kind of a trade. So Portland had to pay Man City for the transfer fee from the WSL, but they also had to pay Racing Louisville some allocation money. I think it was 75000 in allocation money to get her rights so she would be able to come to Portland. And don't ask me what player rights, what that means. I'm not really sure. The only way I know really how to describe it is the team that holds your rights, you can't play for anywhere else in the NWSL but that team that holds your rights. So that is the transfer news for this week or for the NWSL. Next, I'm going to be talking about the Champions League quarterfinal second legs. So, the second leg of the Women's Champions League quarterfinals were played on Wednesday and Thursday of this week, I think. It was either Wednesday and Thursday or Tuesday and Wednesday, but I'm fairly positive it was Wednesday and Thursday. Um, on Wednesday, Barcelona played Real Madrid at Camp Now. I think is how you pronounce it. It's N-O-U. Um, and Camp Now is the largest football stadium in England. I think it seats around 99,000. Um, and this match actually broke the world record for a attendance for a women's football match with 91,553 people there. So the Barcelona ended up winning 5-2 and 8-3 on aggregate and essentially what aggregate means if you don't know because there are two legs each team plays a home game and an away game and you essentially, you add up the scores from both of those games to get the aggregate. So, Mappy Leon scored for Barcelona in the 8th minute. 
Olga scored a penalty for Real Madrid in the 16th minute. Claudia Zornoza scored an absolute rocket banger. It was almost from like the center circle for Real Madrid in the 48th minute. That's another one of those goals that I highly, highly, highly suggest y'all go try to find on YouTube or Twitter if you get the chance. A I apologize. I don't know how to pronounce this girl's name. I'm going to say Atena Bonmati. I do know that I kind of got the last name right. Scored for Barcelona in the 52nd minute. And so that tied the game up at 2-2. Yes, it tied the game up at 2-2. And then Alexia Puteas scored for Barcelona in the 62nd minute. And Caroline Graham Hansen scored for Barcelona in the 70th minute. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody that scored in that game. But it was a really amazing game to watch. Oh, Claudia Pina scored in the 55th minute. That's who I was forgetting. Um, anyways, it was a really amazing game to watch and just shows that if you invest in women's sports and if you give them the opportunity, it was a midweek game and it, there's still over 90,000 people there, that you'll see payback. The next game was PSG versus Bayern. It ended in a 2-2 draw, but because of aggregate, PSG advanced 4-2. Sandy Baltimore scored for PSG in the 17th minute. And Saiki Saki Kumagai scored for Bayern in the 19th minute. And then Leah Schuler scored for Bayern in the 54th minute. And because it was tied on aggregate in the end of regulation, they had to go to extra time. And Rome. Ramona Bachman scored the game winning, well, the game tying goal, but the goal that sent them to the semifinals in the 112th minute of overtime or extra time. So PSG is going through. Arsenal played Wolfsburg yesterday. Wolfsburg, or on Thursday. Wolfsburg won 2-0 or 3-1 on aggregate. This game, I feel like this is another game that I feel like they draw a lot of similarities to Angel City in the way that um, the fans were really upset. And they have a new coach and they have a lot of new signings. So I think just like be, it's okay to be upset just think about the game in like perspective I guess is what I'm trying to say Jill Roard who is a former Arsenal player scored in the ninth minute and then Leah Williamson who is an Arsenal player scored an own goal in the 72nd minute and an own goal is where a player from the opposing team kicks it in the wrong goal so it counts for the other person's team so Wolfsburg is advancing Leon played Juventus and won three to one and four to three on aggregate. 
Ada Hegerberg scored for Lyon in the 33rd minute. Melvin Millard scored for Lyon in the 35th minute. And Katarina Macario scored for Lyon in the 73rd minute. And her goal was off of an insane, 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 I cannot overstate that enough, turn in the box. And it was, that's another one that I suggest you go look up and try to find a video of. And then Andrea Statskova pulled one back for Juventus in the 84th minute, but it obviously wasn't enough to send her team through. And the Champions League semifinals will be Wolfsburg versus Barcelona and Lyon versus PSG. And actually, Lyon and PSG are in the same league, which is D1 Arkema, the French league. And they are continuously the top of that league, so they have a rivalry going. So that'll be interesting to watch. So, one of the last things, or the last thing I'm going to talk about, is the NCAA Women's Final, not Final Four, Elite Eight. Um, I, did, I didn't watch all of these games. I caught the end of the UConn-NC State game, and I watched here and there of the Stanford-Texas game. But because of class conflicts and just busy college stuff. I wasn't able to watch all of the games. But Stanford beat Texas 59-50. to And this was an interesting game for me to watch because the coach at Texas used to be the coach at Mississippi State. Um, and so I always like to watch him coach just to see how he does. But Stanford didn't end up beating Texas. And Tara Vanderveer, who is a coach at Stanford, actually, I think it was last year, surpassed Pat Summit for winningest coach in history. So they, those, that was a really good coaching matchup. Then next was South Carolina and Creighton. And Creighton, I think, was a 10 seed. And so they were a Cinderella story. But unfortunately... Their story had to end, and South Carolina beat them 80-50. to And then in the next game, UConn beat NC State 91-87 to in double overtime. Dorka Juhas, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing the last name, suffered a really gruesome injury to her wrist in the first half. Um, and this game was just crazy. It was like UConn wasn't hitting free throws, you thought UConn was about to win it in the regulation, and then you felt they were going to win it in overtime, and then NC State hit a three with, like, 0.3 seconds left. It was insane. And then Louisville beat Michigan 62-50. to And I watched a little bit of this game because Mississippi State's new basketball coach is the assistant at Louisville. Anyways, so the final four will be Stanford versus UConn and Louisville versus South Carolina. And I would really love for there to be a um, Stanford-South Carolina game, maybe. Um, I'm 
I really like South Carolina this year because they're in the SEC and I always try to root for SEC teams. But also, I feel like UConn has a little bit of media bias. I don't know if that's the right word, so to say. And I'm not saying it's not deserved because obviously UConn has won tons and tons and tons of national championships and produced WNBA stars, Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird, Brianna Stewart. It's it's deserved. It's just at this point, I wish that they would give media coverage to teams like South Carolina and Stanford and Louisville because I'm not saying UConn's bad. It's just there are other teams that are good as well is what I'm trying to say. And like I said, UConn does deserve their coverage. It's just nice to for other teams to get that coverage as well so the coverage in women's sports can go up anyways so I'm really really excited for the final four and I don't know if I'll be able to watch many of the games because I will be at a retreat thing in the weekend this weekend or the weekend of the final four so hopefully I'll at least be able to catch some highlights so I can talk about it and just stuff like that. So yeah, that was all of the basketball tournament. So now I'm going to just be giving a college life update. There's honestly not really much to update for me. Um, Other than this week, I was really felt really productive on Monday. So I went ahead and got like all of my homework done that wasn't like presentations and quizzes that I had to do on a specific date. Went ahead and got all of that done. So that was nice. Um I have a research paper to write that's due Tuesday and it's currently Friday, so I'm going to try to get started on it today and knock it out tomorrow so I can get it proofread and get it critiqued because I really need a good grade in that class. Um, Because I'll be fine if I don't do well in that class, but it, it won't be the end of the world if I don't get an A, but I really would like an A. Anyways, and I also need to do some studying for my science class because I didn't do well on the last test. Um, and I'm trying to think of any other updates. There really isn't that many. Um, yeah, hopefully at some point, I feel like the college portion of this podcast has been kind of lame because I haven't had anything to update, but hopefully at some point I'll have more to update. Oh, I guess I could mention I had an advising meeting last week and I met with my advisor and I make my schedule in a couple of weeks so that's good um and I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to add a class but other than that there's not really much college stuff going on so hopefully there'll be more to talk about in this section in the next podcast
Thank you for listening to MG on the Mic. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you want to come back for more and to continue listening to all my future episodes.